afternoon, wherever you may be, wherever you are, this is your neighborhood Prince of Botch, AKA Dwayne Dickey. Now, a lot of times you guys hear me come on the show, I'm very charismatic, all over the place. You know, I try to entertain you guys. But it's a, a very emotional time right now, not just in the wrestling community, not just for wrestling fans, but people in general right now. This is probably the most serious you will probably hear me on this very show. And I'm gonna keep it as real as I can with everybody listening. So this is just a forewarning that if you just enjoy wrestling and you're not one of those that like to step out into the outside world with certain issues, I'd recommend pressing pause and just listening to previous episodes that maybe you haven't heard or just wait until the next exciting episode. Okay, now that I've given a moment for those people, to those of you who are still listening, thank you for listening. I love you guys. I'm gonna make that very known up front. No matter what your race is, no matter what your background is, I love you. And in the wrestling world, much like the music world, much like the entertainment world, in a lot of these worlds, we try to escape the principalities, the realities, the things that we come across every single day, you know? And within this week, it's been a whole lot to talk about, a whole lot to ponder on, a whole lot to reflect on. And I have to be straight up front with you guys when I say that it's a very difficult episode. This is probably one of the most difficult episodes that I've ever done in my entire life, simply because of the fact that as a man who loves everybody, loves everything, no matter what gender, race, sexuality, I got love for everybody. Even if I don't believe in the same things that you believe or see things the way that you see them, I still love you. And what I've always loved about the world of wrestling, what I've always loved about music, what I've always loved about sports, what I've always loved about entertainment is the fact that these are the type of things that could help you escape from all of the differences that we face. So on this episode, there's a lot to cover. And it's so much to cover that I almost don't even know where to start with you guys. But consider this a tribute show because in the wrestling community, we lost quite a bit of souls and it very much so hurts knowing that we lost a lot of these people. This year in general has been a very difficult year for the wrestling community. We've lost legends, we've lost people who were gone too soon, and we've lost people who went out in a tragic way, but a very heroic way nonetheless. All that being said, not to mention a coronavirus that has at least what we thought changed the way that we view things. Now, it has changed things. This virus has definitely changed things, but it seems that even a virus can't seem to change certain things. There are certain things that even a pandemic can't seem to erase. And that hurts knowing that whomever you believe in, whatever you believe in, if you can't for one second allow something like a virus pandemic to wake you up, 
and understand that there are things deeper than humanity itself. There are things that our own human bodies and human minds cannot explain. There are forces beyond us that cause us to react and act certain ways, but when there are things out of our control, they're supposed to unite us. And in some cases, they have. When I think about the 9-11 situation, I think about how tough it was, yet being so young, you saw what was going on, but you didn't realize what was going on, at least at my age, because of the time frame and the age that I was. But even then, it was a time where I still realized and recognized that something is going on. Something that changed a nation and the world that we live in. And then you fast forward and things like Hurricane Katrina, a hurricane swallowing up an entire city in a body of water that to this day, the city is still recovering from. I think about Japan and, and the many tsunamis and the things that went on out there. I think about Haiti and the earthquakes and all of these things, again, outside of our own humanity. There are so many things bigger in the world that we go through and that we face that are literally out of our control. But when it comes to human intellect and emotion and all of these different things beyond our own nature, things that we actually can control, things like hate, bullying, racism, prejudice, false accusations, stereotypes, hate crimes, violence. All of these things are things that we literally can control. We may can't control hurricanes, we can't control earthquakes, tsunamis, tornadoes, pandemics. We can't control those things, but we can control how we act. And you ever seem to think that when something takes you away that is out of your control, that's a different story. But when there are things that take your life that you can control and you have to live with that for the rest of your life, along with the people affected on top of that, it's a hard pill to swallow. It's very difficult to inhale that and truly receive that. So ladies and gentlemen, I say that to really try to make you think on today. Think long and hard about your loved ones the ones you have control of telling how much you love them, the ones you have control of letting them know about the realities of this world that we try to escape, that we try to fix. Take some time to really, really reflect and appreciate. And then when you appreciate, Try not to appreciate just yourself, but others around you. Our complexions are different. Our backgrounds are different. Our upbringings are different. Our economies are different. There's a lot about it. Our culture is different. There are so many things that we don't understand about one another. 
but do we take the time to truly try to understand it? Those are the things I want you to reflect on. Look yourself in the mirror. If you're driving, keep your eyes on the road, but turn your music down. Drive in silence and really just watch as you're focused on the road. Think about yourself. Think about your loved ones. Think about people you do and don't know, strangers on the side of the street, homeless people, less fortunate, crackheads, firefighters, policemen, athletics, all of these different things, different backgrounds, different circumstances. If you're getting my point and you're understanding and you're really focused on these things right now, I really want you to reflect and reflect with me, interact with me. It's not about opinion. It's just putting out fact. And the fact is, there are so many things in this world that are out of our control, but the things that we can control, we truly have control over. And if you're not taking the time to really reflect and think about the things that you can control, then what's the point of living in a world where nobody is really having self-control, self-discipline, truly using their conscience to understand that sometimes, most times, maybe even all the time, your neighbor's life is in your hands and you can control that. You can control that. So I'm gonna start with something that is uncontrollable, but yet controllable at the same time. I wanna say rest in peace to Shad Gaspard, one half of Crime Time. Now, a lot of you who listen, I'm sure you remember and you know very well who Crime Time is and was as a tag team. And within a week ago, we lost a great man. Shad Gaspard, very charismatic, not just a wrestler, but an actor, a bodyguard, a man who spreaded unity and was all about unity. A man who truly cared about African-American wrestling and African-American unity within wrestling. And then unity as a culture of people, not just white or black. This man lost his life in the most heroic way possible. Him and his son, among other swimmers, were out in Venice Beach, swimming out in the ocean. And a riptide came across pulled them away even further out to where lifeguards and a rescue team came out to rescue other swimmers. And Shad had a chance to save his own life. But instead, he told them, he ordered the lifeguards to go save his 10-year-old son instead of him, which they did. 
And before they could even get to him, yet another riptide wave washed Shad Gaspard away. And he was never found again. So as I reflect with you guys on that, I want you to think about this after my intro that I just told you. Shad Gaspard, African-American male. Who knows the colors of those lifeguards, but the fact that this man was with his 10-year-old son, ordered the rescue team to save his son before his own life, controllable. Riptide comes and washes him away to where he is never seen again uncontrollable one life saved controllable one life gone uncontrollable ladies and gentlemen do you see where i'm trying to go here i want you to truly understand that there is a difference and you are that difference what you can solemnly control is what can save someone's life. Two lives could have been gone. And the fact that the father, the African-American man, who was a father first, chose to save his 10-year-old son, the future, save him before you save me. And believe me, they tried. They tried to save Shad Gaspard. And what happened? The uncontrollable laws of nature. We can't control what the ocean waves do. We can't control any of that because that is out of our control. That is the laws of nature. Riptides happen all the time. As a person who grew up on the beach, I know those very, very well. You can't control what a wave does. You can't. But you can control when a rescue team is coming to say, you know what? I want y'all to save my son so that he can live and then save me if you have the time. So I say, rest in peace to a fallen hero, a man who also, not that long ago, stopped an armed robbery in the middle of a New York street. An African-American man, need I mind you, stopped an armed robbery. Yes, I have to make it known when I say African-American because at the end of the day, to those who do know Shad, you know that he was African-American. Yes, his life was gone, but it was not on a tragic standpoint of he was gunned down, kneeled upon his neck, none of those things. He went out like a hero, but his life was taken from something out of his control and out the control of a human being's hands. You see where I'm going there, people? So I say rest in peace to Shad Gaspard. Thoughts, prayers, concerns, condolences go to the family, to the wife, the son, because Lord knows that it's one thing to lose a life from something that you can control. But when it's something that you can't control, it's a little easier to take in. It's still hard because a loss is never easy, but at least when you know we tried to save them, but you can't control the riptide coming. And when it comes, it comes and it comes fiercely. That's something that is out of our control as human beings. So that brings me to my next 
controllable and uncontrollable situation. Hannah Kumara, 22 years old. Kumara had such a promising future, not just in pro wrestling, but maybe even in life. I didn't know much about Kumara at first. And unfortunately it was not until her recent passing that I got to learn more about her. And I watched an interview where she talked about her mother being a pro wrestler and how hard it was growing up to be the wrestler's daughter and how she didn't even want to be in pro wrestling at that time. Everybody would try to say, even her own mother would be like, hey, what about a career in pro wrestling? But she kept trying to avoid that, wanted to pursue a career in dance, wanted to just try to live life and find herself and be happy. But then she was finally proposed and hit with that idea of wrestling yet again, and she went ahead and gave it a try. Ladies and gentlemen, as you know, you've all probably read the stories, you've heard the stories, but recently, as of last week, her life also was gone too soon. Kamara wrote a suicidal letter on her Instagram page. And that was the last thing that she ever posted. And her life was tragically taken away by the ways of suicide. And what led her to go down this route, you say? The results of viral cyber bullying. Bullying has always been a thing over the years. I know that I dealt with bullying, but in my time of dealing with it, it was bullying in a physical standpoint. Social media was not around. It was an idea that was eventually coming, but it was not around. And so as someone who personally took bullying personal at that time, this story definitely weighs heavy with me. Now, I never allowed it to drive me to that point. It was always tough. It caused a lot of anger inside of me. And yet still somehow I managed to always somehow overcome by the grace of God, not taking my life too soon. And as someone who is all about positivity and, and whether you see me as Highlight Real, the artist, Dwayne Dickey, the host, the host of Life's a Botch, let me tell you, that I see comments on Instagram and Facebook of the wrestling community. And some of you guys out there will say the harshest things. That person can't wrestle. That person is garbage. That person is trash. Why does that person wrestle? Don't get me wrong when I say that people are entitled to their opinions. Just like the NBA, the NFL, the NHL, the MLB, there are teams that you can't stand and you will never like. You may hate the Cowboys with all of your life, but will you ever honestly go on a personal Cowboys Twitter or Instagram and say the harshest, cruelest words to them despite how you feel about that team they play for? You wouldn't do that. You wouldn't. Now, if you're saying to yourself that you would, then that 
is the controllable I'm talking about. Because at the end of the day, no matter who you play for, no matter where you wrestle, no matter what you do, you have the ability to control the things you say and how you express them. You are entitled to your opinion. We do have freedom of speech. But you also want to use as much wisdom as you have. And if you have no wisdom, then I suggest you talk to some people. Get with your close circle, people who do have wisdom, and check yourself. And if you can't check yourself, have those people with wisdom check you. Because at the end of the day, we are all human beings. What broke my heart most about this is because again, for some reason, the women seem to get it worse than the men from what I've seen. What I see with, with, with sexual comments, I think about some of the guests that I've had on this show so far. Selena De La Renta, shout out to her. I think about every time when I'm on her Instagram and I look, you know, go on her live or when I just see some of her posts. Yes, she's a beautiful girl and yes, she's a model and a, a incredible pro wrestling talent. But does that mean that we have to be so in our hormones to sexually try to make sexual inappropriate comments? Does that mean that if a person, a woman is not as great in the ring as she looks, do we have to harshly talk about them as if we don't, we don't know what that person goes through behind the scenes. We don't know how hard they work to try to be the best performer that they can be. And again, I say this even with the males, even with male talent, if a person sucks to you, it's okay to say that, but watch how you say it. Watch the way that you word it because you don't know that. And if you're going to say it, I'm just going to be honest when I say there's an old saying that says, if you ain't got nothing good to say, if you ain't got nothing good to say, then say nothing. Say Nathan. However you want to word it. That same principle can apply when it comes to social media. Just because a person has thousands and thousands and thousands of fans, maybe even millions, doesn't mean that you can say what you want to say and it gets ignored. That you can say what you want to say and that person doesn't see it or hear it. Trust me, even with the busy schedules of a lot of these pro wrestlers, they see and they hear all. I want to shout out my man, R-Truth, who also was on the show. And I think about the times I talked to him and had the pleasure of just saying, hey, man, I tweet you all the time. I'm happy, you know, that you liked a couple of my tweets. I never thought you would see a man with a man of your talent and your superstar status and how real he was to say, man, I see it all. I see everybody's stuff, man. And I know that there's guys out there who probably don't even like our truth. Some of you guys out there probably do say some negative things about him. I don't know why you would. He's such a great man. I love truth. But that doesn't stop the fact that some of you out there probably don't. Maybe you hate him because he's a black man. Maybe you hate him just because you think he's irrelevant as a character right? Maybe some of you hate them just because you just don't like them for whatever reason. I don't know. I can't speak for you. But I can speak to you. And I can speak to you to say that regardless of how you feel about someone, 
Be real with yourself. Watch what you say and how you say it. Because not everybody's mentally strong enough to handle what you say. And even the strongest of the strongest that mentally can handle it, when a lot of you guys are completely attacking them, you don't know what that's doing. I think about Nia Jax. And I think about the fact that Yes, she does a lot of harmful things sometimes in the ring. Yes, she's a little careless at times. Yes, she may botch a lot of movesets. But do you guys ever seem to think about the fact that she's still a very emotional woman? You ever seem to think about the fact that she's still a real human being with real feelings? And don't get me started on you guys out there who talk about Nia Jax and her weight. Because I've seen those comments too. I've seen a lot of you guys out there talk about her size and how she's too big, she's too overweight, she's this, she's that. And Nia Jax, if you ever come across this, I want to say that personally, I feel like you are one strong woman because I can only imagine what you go through on a daily basis when you see people attack you on Twitter because you botched in a ring or because your size and your weight that you, you, you suck or you're just too overweight. I've seen some of those harsh comments and I commend you. And I just wanna say that I love and appreciate you. And even if I wasn't a fan of yours, I still love and appreciate you because of the fact that there's a difference between the character and the real human being. And that goes for any wrestler out there, any wrestler that hears this, sees this, I love and appreciate you all. Whether I know about your work or not, whether I'm a fan of yours or not, it does not matter because I can separate the human from the character. Roman Reigns, another example. You know, before he announced that he had leukemia, a lot of you guys couldn't stand this man. A lot of you guys wanted to talk about him, how he was shoved down our throats and how he was this, this, and that, and that. Saying all these harsh things about Roman and booing him at shows. Imagine how mentally strong and tough that man is. But then all of a sudden, when the man announces that he had leukemia, things completely changed. And all of a sudden, everybody started to feel for Roman. Then he comes back. You were rooting for him to come back, and he comes back. And now with the recent situation of this corona and the fact that he, since WrestleMania, has not shown his face on WWE television, and for whatever reason, is not even acknowledged on WWE television because of the fact that he chose his family first and the safety and well-being of his family and his own immune system. Some of you out there have harsh comments on him now. Call him a coward, call him all of these things, but as he addressed to you all very greatly, you don't know his situation. You don't know the fact that he just had some baby twins He's got kids at home, maybe his grandparents at home as well. You don't know his situation. So why would you judge him so harshly? So to the IWC, I say to you, get real. Yes, you're entitled to your opinions, but watch what you say and how you say them. We saw a 22-year-old woman take her life way too soon who could have had a very promising career. And because of your outrageous opinions, we'll never know. So do you see what I'm saying, IWC? Controllable. 
That is a controllable. Anybody can type what they feel, how they feel. Can you say that to a person's face? Would you say that to a person's face? You probably wouldn't. The majority of you definitely wouldn't. Regardless if you would or wouldn't, the fact remains that you need to grow up. Humble yourself. Mature your mind and use wisdom in how you say things. It's okay not to like someone. But also remember that there's a human being behind that character that you judge so harshly. So I'm going to go a little off subject. But before I do, I just want to again say rest in peace to everyone within the wrestling community just off of this year alone. The Howard Finkels. And, and we can't even forget the things we saw about Owen Hart. And it's been some years, but even with Owen Hart, controllable. A man who went out of his way to do something for the wrestling business, who really wanted to be with his family Controllable. The situation of how Owen was lost was a total controllable. And unfortunately, because of what was controllable in that situation, it then turned into an uncontrollable. We can't control what happens with gadgets and gadgets but if you know something is hazardous, you can control trying to prevent an accident like that from happening. So yeah, even with how long ago that happened, still to this day, it shows human beings, we have control over our controllables. And so, I want to go off subject for a quick second, if I can. And I just want to shout out one of the Usos. <laughs> and I believe this is Jimmy Uso. So if it's not Jimmy Uso, then it's Jay Uso. But they're twins, so I know both Usos more than likely feel just as strongly, but I'm going to say this is Jimmy's post. Now, before I read it, a lot of you out there know about a certain situation that happened. And I am a host of another show by the name of Time Out. And if you want to know more about this situation, make sure you subscribe and check out the show, Time Out brought to you by the OTS brand. But I wanna to touch on some of the issues that are non-wrestling related. And I felt this was the episode to do it because of the fact that, again, controllables and uncontrollables. And I think about the fact that Again, wrestling is normally a great escape from these things, but as we just talked about with Kumara, you could see that even in the wrestling community, there are real life, real world things that still find a way to haunt, which by the way, are controllables. So Jimmy Uso, much like a lot of people, a lot of athletes, entertainers, common people like you and me, a lot of people have posted the image 
Colin Kaepernick kneeling. And the officer who kneeled on a man named George Floyd. Now, normally, racial issues are not something I touch on. Because again, I'm all about unity and I love everyone and everything. But I cannot and I will not, even as a host of a pro wrestling show by the name of the Life's a Botch podcast, I cannot and will not ever deny who I am and what I am and what I am made of. Ladies and gentlemen, yes, if you didn't know, if you don't watch the videos and you just listen to the audio, yes, I am very much a black man, an African-American, however you want to word it, however you want to say it. I am that and that I am. I'm very proud of who I am, my heritage, where I come from, the things I do know and the things I don't know. Do I let it define me? To an extent, yes, but no at the same time. I don't let stereotypes, prejudices, or any of those things stop me from being the man that I am. A man with a voice, a man with a choice, a man of good faith, and a man of love, peace, and unity. So as you listen to this, I just hope that if I anger you, I can also inspire you within that anger. Channel, channel that anger to self-check yourself and understand that if you're angry, then now you know how my people feel. And if you're angry for the wrong reasons, then you still know how my people feel because the things that you may be angry about, my people are tired of being angry about. But shout out to Jimmy Uso because he made the following post. And I related to this post because I'll share my story, which I also shared on Time Out. So I'm gonna share it with my Life's Abash family. So Jimmy Uso at Usi Juicy posted up this image and he said, real talk, I never speak on these kind of situations, let alone post it. I've had my run-ins with police, some good, most bad. Now, right there, I'm gonna stop and say that he emphasized the word some good because not every law enforcement is bad. Most of them are good. I happen to be neighbors with a cop and he's a very good man, a great man. We talk all the time. He's like family to me. I have friends who are also cops that I know personally, great people. So even if you are listening or if you're in the car with someone or you're wherever you are listening to this podcast and you're with law enforcement, maybe that person you know is a good person as well. I can't judge it because I may not know that person, but I will take your word for it that that person is a good person and I won't deny it. But you also have to understand that just like Jimmy Uso, when he also emphasized most bad, that there are law enforcement officials out there who are not so good. And it's not a color thing either. Let me, let me emphasize that because the thing about law enforcement is they come in all colors. There are black officers that are bad, white officers that are bad, Hispanic officers that are bad, Asian officers who are bad, male and female officers who are bad. 
And everything that I say on the bad end applies to the good end as well. So I say that on a very balanced basis because I don't want words to get twisted and all of that kind of stuff. I want you guys to understand that it's very much an equal opinion. So going on within the rest of this post, he also quoted and said, my experience behind the some good and most bad. But out of all this hate and racism we live in, this, and he emphasized the word this, made me think of my, and he emphasized this as well when he said kids. This made me think of my kids in America. And he goes on to emphasize this in bold letters. My kids will be considered black. When they are men, will they be facing this same struggle? As a father and an uncle, it scared the F out of me. Hashtag real ish. Hashtag two middle fingers up. Hashtag George Floyd. So I say that. And I want to share this experience before I really let all of you guys go, because this is not going to be a long episode. This is an episode to give my condolences to Ahmaud Arbery, George Floyd, Shad Gaspard, Hannah Kumara, and every other fallen individual within this year alone, Kobe Bryant, Howard Finkel, Lil Richard, the list goes on that this has been a very rough year, an interesting year because a year that has done its best to try to teach us about self-reflection, loving our loved ones, appreciating our loved ones, appreciating those around us, appreciating the things that we had before Corona, such as large gatherings, large meetings, interacting and touching with one another. You know, going to concerts, going to restaurants by the bunches in large groups. All of those things that we took for granted. 2020 has been one big fat lesson of that. And yet still, when repeated things happen, it makes you think of Tupac. Some things may never change. I am a component of the fact that I believe things can change. But at the same time, when things keep repeating themselves, it gets harder and harder to believe things will change and that things won't change until mankind, the world is completely at an end. But I would like to hold on to the fact that we could really still change before this world is completely non-existent. To whatever you believe and however you believe it, I'm a good Christian man myself. And I believe in the fact that the Father and the Son will return. And at some point, when that happens, can't get more united than that because whether we believe or not judgment comes 
But again, regardless of what you believe and what your background is, I know in the pro wrestling world, there's people of many backgrounds, people who are atheists, people of all of these things. I'm not here for the religious side of things. I'm not here for any of that. I'm just here to spread love and unity and understand and self-reflect with people to see that we can control what we can control. But the things that we cannot control, that's out of our hands and that's in the hands of the almighty or whomever you believe in. So I end this note with this. When I talk about my experience with law enforcement, two experiences came. One involved an African-American officer and another involved two white officers. Now the first incident was one that in my defense, I could have handled the situation a lot better on my end. I will admit that. Back home in my hometown of Memphis, Tennessee, I took a walk, a late night walk at that. And I went on to school property, not really thinking about it. I was just in my thoughts and I was reminiscing about a very elementary school that I used to go to. So I walked up, walked up to the doors, saw the lights were still on in there and I just kind of looked through, looked through the windows and for whatever reason, I tried to nudge the doors, thinking to myself, maybe the school was open or something. I don't know. I don't, I was young and it was something that wasn't wise on my part. So I'm giving you a true backstory so that you can understand the fact that certain situations are out of your control. Certain situations are in your control that you could have handled them. So in the midst of that situation, I didn't realize that there was an alarm that activated those doors. Cause even though they were locked, apparently me pulling on them caused an alarm to go off. I didn't know cause it was very delayed. Nothing was going on. But then all of a sudden, after a while, I heard a lot of police sirens. I looked in the corner and I saw a whole bunch of police cars pulling up all of a sudden and I freaked out. Freaked out hard because I didn't know what was going on. So need I mind you that it was dark. So I ran, I took off because they were on the opposite end, but I could see them. They couldn't see me, but I saw them. So I ran, I took off. And I didn't get that far, but I got far enough where I thought I was out of sight. I was breathing a little hard you know, because I took a nice little run. And on the opposite end, you know, I tried to play it all cool. Opposite end, comes an officer, flashes his lights, and he's like, hey, boy, what are you doing? And he gets out the car, sees that I'm breathing heavy. So in his mind, he already knew I was running. starts yelling and he's trying to explain or get my explanation of what happened. It's my first real interaction. So I'm trying to see what's going on. And then all of a sudden, once I did that, he's like, you're not making any sense, boy. So, you know, he kind of jerks me around a little bit puts me up against the car and I'm freaking out. I'd never experienced this before, so I don't know what this feels like. Lo and behold, starts running my ID, 
throws me in the back of the police car, makes me sit back there, hands tied up. And I'm sitting in this car, freaking out. Even though I knew I didn't do anything majorly wrong, I did do some things on my end that I shouldn't have done. But what did you expect? It was my first interaction with cops. I didn't know that you don't run. I didn't know that it kind of makes you look guilty when you run. I was afraid, especially when there was a bunch of cop cars coming out of the blue out of nowhere. Now, of course, him running my ID, running my background, there was nothing for him to check. It took a while, which made me more nervous because even though I knew I didn't do anything or have anything up against me. It was still a matter of why am I still sitting in the back of this police car? Are they finna take me downtown? Am I finna go to jail? What's, what's, what's about to happen? So eventually, let me go. But he's still very aggressive and very forceful. But they let me go. And that was my first experience. Now, experience number two, was a little more heart heavy. Experience number two, also in Memphis, Tennessee, was a late night, another late night, where I got hungry and I wanted to go grab a bite to eat. Didn't have a car, so I walked. And as I'm walking, I have my headphones on. To those of you watching the video and you see me with a hoodie, I had a hoodie on. And it was appropriate because it was for a time where hoodies were actually still kind of appropriate to wear. It was still transitioning between winter and summertime. So as I'm walking, I was trying to go to a checkers. It's a couple blocks down. And as I'm walking, cop car on the opposite end of the road, I see it coming. And I got my headphones in, so I'm listening to music kind of in my own little world. But as I look up, I see that car was coming closer and I felt like it was gonna creep up on me and it's, that's exactly what it did. What happened? Well, they came up and I said, hey officers, what's going on? They said, hey, where are you headed? I told them where I was headed, headed to get something to eat. I said, everything all right officers? And they say, uh, well, we got reports of a robbery in the area and you fit the description. Interesting, I thought. So from there, they say, hey, you mind if we search? I said, all right. Pull into the driveway of a Taco Bell. They get out the car, have me put my hands up against the car. They tell me not to move. One officer is watching me while the other one is searching me. So the other one starts searching. He's having a hard time trying to locate my wallet so that he can get my ID and run a check on me, I guess. And I'm trying to help him out. The other officer is like getting real aggressive and says, don't move. So I'm like, yo, just trying to let you know that my wallet is in my back pocket. I always keep it back there. So he searches. He finds it, finally. They run their little search. I'm still sitting there, hands on the car. Now, am I nervous? Kinda, sorta, but not really. I was more so pretty cool, calm and collected at the fact that I knew in this situation, I was good. Because much like the last experience, there's nothing on me. I have no backgrounds, I have no warrants, I have no situations, no past legal troubles, none of that. So I sat there and I just let them do what they do. By the end of that, they were like, hey, 
be careful out here, sir. Uh, sorry about that. Go ahead and enjoy your walk, and uh, we'll see you around. I said, thank you, officers. Y'all have a great day. Now, that's an instance that I think about to this day, and that happened right around 2012. And to this day, I still think about that situation because of the fact that it could have been worse if I would have gotten out of control, if I got aggressive with them. I could have said, hey, I don't care what description I fit. You ain't finna search me because I ain't do nothing. I could have kept on walking. But then that probably would have made the situation worse. I could have got aggressive with them when they had me stop up against the car. But I didn't. So I say that to say to all people that, again, with law enforcement, I salute the ones out there who are honest, who are true, who are about their job the right way. They don't look at race. They don't look at cultural background or none of that. They follow the law the way it should be followed, honestly and truthfully. I salute you. I respect you. I thank you. And I honor you for that. Now to the ones out there who exploit that badge as a form of power, I can't say I respect you. But if I come across one of you guys, I respect you in that moment. Because I know the fact that at the end of the day, whatever you try to pin on me, you can't pin on me. Because people who know me know what type of man I am. My God knows what type of man that I am. Everyone knows my heart, my mind, and the way that I live. And if for any reason whatsoever, something did happen to me, just know that those of you who really know me, just like those who really knew George Floyd or the people who really knew Trayvon Martin, the people who really knew Ahmaud Aubrey, the list goes on. I'm not gonna give you guys a list of names. Most of you know these names. And if you don't, I recommend you go look at them. I just wanna say that when you really know these people, you know what type of people they are. So, I say this to say to my fellow botchamaniacs out there, Stay safe, not just because of a pandemic that's still kind of out there right now, but stay safe, apparently even out in these streets. Stay safe, stay protected. And no, I don't mean carry a weapon on you every, everywhere you go. Just stay protected in your faith and who you are, cooperate, be respectful. And also, just remember, you are loved, you are appreciated, you are important, and you are in control of what you can control. So reflect on yourself regardless of what your color is, your race, your background, look yourself in the mirror, control what you can control, and trust God with the things that you can't control. This has been another episode of Life's a Botch. Make sure you follow me on Instagram at Dwayne Dickey Jr. and or at 
Life's a Botch podcast. And uh, until the next time, I love you guys. And uh, stay tuned. Peace.